You're listening to Version Control, Pounding Rings Digital News Show. Good afternoon, day, morning, whatever it is. Welcome back to Version Control. And again, just like last episode, we've got Powerhouse Roundtable, all live, all in Toronto, starting with Sandy Fleischer. Hi. Hello, Jackson. And gang. (laughs) (laughs) We also have... Associate Creative Director, Scott Lou. Hello. And I think I referred to him as the, like, senior director in the last podcast. You did. It, it went to my head as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just senior designer, but still important, uh, Mark Cameron. Yo, That's yo. funny. I, I heard senior director last time, and I thought, wow, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get you a copy? <laughs> <laughs> We're all working for him. Uh, Nick Hewitt. Hi, Jackson. How are you doing? And hi, guys. Hello. And I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Nice to have you all back again. We've got an action-packed discussion for you. Uh, rapid fire. And Scott. We do. And then and to intro this, I want everybody to kind of like do in their head that Wayne's World flashback. And I want you to remember a time where there was this enchanting place where you would like hang out with your friends, grab a bite in the food court, and spend all your birthday money. It was this weird place called The Mall. And my how times have changed. I remember my grandpa talking about that one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so my how times have changed. Uh, we we are about a week away, or we a week has passed since Black Friday, and um, no joke, billions were spent online only uh, on Black Friday shopping, and millions were spent specifically from mobile. So the physical place where people are going to buy things is seems to be going away. There's drone deliveries. Um, there's the introduction of Amazon Go, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but really, it's you know as we get closer and closer to the Xmas shopping season, specifically Xmas. Um, you know, let's talk about some digital consumerism. I love digital consumerism and the mall, and I like that that Mark's never been to. The mall. <laughs> I, I love that Mark has never been to the mall. You're one of the only people I know with an Amazon Prime account, and how how yeah. how great is that? It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've had it for about five years now. It's it's amazing. Please tell what is it? It's uh yeah, it's like a yearly membership for Amazon, and you get stuff shipped faster, and um, you don't pay shipping costs. So you can have like same day delivery on stuff, and um, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. But you pay a membership fee. Yeah, it's like seventy five bucks a, a year. Something like something that, like that sounds about right. Yeah. Doesn't everyone have a Prime account? I I know I thought <laughs> my I consumerism thought hadn't hit that level yet. It, it is a game changer. I I uh, signed up about four months ago when I hurt my knee and wasn't very mobile, and uh, haven't looked back since. You know, it got to the point where. I started feeling guilty that do I really need to order paper towels uh, via same day delivery on Amazon, <laughs> uh, but but it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I order absolutely everything on Amazon. Um, so, did anybody here do any online shopping for Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Surprisingly, I didn't. No, um, is that a normal thing? Do you do you typically kind of take a look at least and see? Yeah, what's, I take what's out I there? take a look, but um, I don't need anything that they offer up, so I I never actually end up doing it. I'm I'm trying to figure out because I grew up in a time where there was this thing called Boxing Day shopping, where you would go to the to these malls that I was referring to, and you'd line up and you'd get inside, and there'd just be like these massive sales. Um, and I'm trying to figure out if it, if that is a similar experience online. So when when Black Friday hits or when Cyber Monday hits, are you like, boom, I'm on Amazon, I'm checking out the goods, I'm I'm loading up a cart, no matter what? Or are you taking your time? Is it more calming experience? Is it, 
you know, is it exciting even? Less risk of death. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it's, it's lacking the combat and the fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't seem like the sport of a real It's not a blood shopping. sport. Yeah. yeah. I for, for me, it seems weird because, like, I, I find the biggest disconnect between real-world shopping and, like, digital shopping is that on those moments of Black Friday or Cyber Monday, I'm not exactly sure what I should be looking for like right. I'm not necessarily that deal oriented consumer where I'm like I need a 40 inch uh, flat 40 inch doesn't even sound like <laughs> <laughs> no who's buying those for the kitchen for the kitchen yeah for my bathroom you know those sort of old like sort of boxing day blowout like door crash door crashers that would get people into the store lining up at midnight or something ridiculous uh, that then you go online and then it's just a it's like an, a never-ending list of stuff that's on sale. Like it's Amazon's website, like there's tons of stuff. But then you're like, do I really need the like personal um, breakfast sandwich uh, maker? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, like probably, yeah. But like, you just feel kind of silly. I mean, that one was pretty cool. But that, that's always kind of been the ploy, isn't it? Though that you know, from the the retailer, is that you think you're shopping with foresight, but actually you're just uh, impulse buying. Yeah, like pure yeah. desire, yeah, like stuff. Yeah, I, I almost did it uh, with a old fashioned, good old fashioned brick and mortar store that I just happened to go into, and I found a pair of shoes that were insanely cheap. And then I thought, wait a minute, I don't need new shoes. Right. What you're just getting me because, you know, they're cheaper than they would have been, but they're still money out of my bank account for these things I don't even need. But see, that's interesting to bring up because you went to a brick and mortar and felt the exact same way. Yeah. So from a retail standpoint, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Boxing Day, whatever day it is. It, that the concept of unloading the inventory hasn't changed, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool. And that kind of leads into my next question is, is kind of like, how do you guys feel retailers are evolving with the digital culture when it comes to unloading, unloading the warehouse like that? Is it, um, you know, are they, are they doing a good job? Are they, is it weird for them? Are they driving people to brick and mortar stores still? Or, or is this something that's just going to continue on forever? Like we wait for these days and, and kind of, um, you know, try to get the best deal possible. Definitely wait for the days and try to get the best deal possible. I mean, like, um, I don't think it's driving anybody to brick and mortar stores. Quite the opposite. I think it's just like, again, our laziness takes hold. It's like I can have the same deal but not do anything physical whatsoever except right. move my little finger. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'll I'll bring up a, a something a little bit different then. Um, I mean, I think we're all we all have a similar frame of mind when it comes to shopping. Not online shopping, but shopping in general, where we want to get in, do it as quickly as possible, get out, get home, get back to the television or wherever we're, whatever we're trying to do. There is a large uh, portion of North America um, who just love the physical shopping experience. They, it's almost like sports to them. Grazers. I'm married to one. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, for her... Shopping online purely on these big days is uh, is almost unheard of. She's treating this as uh, almost like a, a, a an additional way to shop. She'll be in line on her phone shopping at another store while she's waiting to get inside a brick and mortar. Wow, power user. Definitely a power user, but also I you know not completely uncommon. I mean I feel like that's kind of the way that the the two worlds are are melding when it comes to retail is. They're, they're providing an online experience that's similar but not exactly the same, um, but you're able to get the same products. So is, is she part of a transition period uh, of multi-channel users, do you think? Or is it like everyone will always 
maintain using both brick and mortar and digital? Well, I think there's some things that you have to, like clothing I don't buy online because you can't try it on, right? So I spare. I think brick and mortar you always can try is going to send it back. Yeah, I'm way too lazy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the sending back, I'll open a box. I will not close a the box. The sending back is a, is a total trap. Yeah. Because like once you have it, you're like, no. Yeah. I, unless it's like War- Warby Parker where you know you get a few sets of frames and the model is pick the one you like and yeah. send the rest back. Better at it still sounds I, like That too also much sounds complicated. <laughs> it, it does. It does. And, you know, Scott, going back to what you were saying, I think you know, it was a couple years ago that Walmart came out and said that they see mobile e-commerce as a huge market, but even bigger, they see mobile-assisted uh, offline retail as the biggest thing. So now what that often amounts to is people uh, can price checking while they're in a store on their phone to see if they can get it cheaper elsewhere. Mm. Um, but definitely the idea of being able to use what you've got on your uh, smartphone to assist you while at a retail location uh, when we are looking at things like clothes or, you know, actually I remember now for Black Friday, I happened to be in New York and I really wanted a backpack. Uh, I have retail aversion, so I did go online, but decided it would probably be smart to try something on first. So I braved the crowds, went to the store where they didn't have the same discount, and I showed the guy on my phone how it was so much cheaper for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and, uh, and they matched it. So that was pretty cool. Price matching has never been easier. And now I have the snappiest backpack in town. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up uh, Warby Parker, which is an interesting case in this sense, in that um, Warby Parker started as an online uh, retailer. Um, and just recently, as of a few months ago in Toronto, they've opened a brick and mortar. So they've gone the opposite direction of a lot of retailers. Um, one, what are you guys' opinion on that? And is that a smart move? And two, have you been to the Warby Parker store and been to their online shop? And is that experience different or is it the same? I, I would say, like, I went to the store when it opened up, hoping to get the, ba- the, the, the inevitable backup pair of glasses when I lose them because I'm a new glasses wearer and I forget them everywhere. <laughs> and somehow they make their way back to me. But I think the difference between the online and then going there in person is like, they're like driven, annoying salespeople. I don't, sorry, Warby Parker. Are they on the list down. now? Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm sorry. Jackson. Uh, I'd love to work on that brand. But like, <laughs> the whole reason for the online is to like avoid like people talking to you. For me, asking all those questions. So like I find like one of the things that I saw in kind of the, the future of retail stuff was the ability for them to use sensors to understand like what kind of mood people are in. So there's like some um, retailers experimenting with, with kind of like being able to perce- perceive kind of like, are you rushing around? Are you looking around? Are mm-hmm. you sauntering? And then make a like artificial intelligence like view of what kind of state of mind is this person in, or at least cl- classifying you as like they want to buy or they're just browsing. Because mm-hmm. I, I always hate that like. You know, can I help you? Like, I just stepped in the store. Yeah, like, yeah. I, no, I don't know I don't, if you can. No, <laughs> no re- re- retail humans are kind of obsolete. Don't yeah. really need them. Even in a brick and mortar store, everyone's done their research beforehand if they uh, are making a large purchase. Even if it is on like a piece of technical equipment. Like, if I go in to buy a new camera or something like that, I don't really need to ask the salesperson anything personally. Mm-hmm. I've read about it in depth. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to look at it and go home and, and look it up as well, right? Exactly, yeah. I'm just going to take pictures of all the models and then go well, that's, home. That's and, what Warby Parker does. Like, you, I don't think you can even go into their store and buy a pair of glasses. 
you try them on, you go home with that model number, and then you order it online. What really? Yeah, you can you can actually get a physical pair. So their okay. their their customer experience in the Warby Parker store is a it is it is a real one. So you go in. Um, and there is a a, pers- a customer service agent that is there, um, and uh, agent sounds so technical. Yeah, well, they take you they take you kind of through this process where they have um, an optometrist on uh, on staff. So they they go and they get your eyes tested. Um, they measure your head, and then they ha- they almost like curate and handpick a few pairs that they believe would fit you and then you kind of make the decision from there right. and then it's like a typical um glasses buying experience where you order the lenses you match it with the frames you come back in two weeks and they're there for you right or they ship them to your house or they yeah. ship them to your yeah. house they kind of have that option but i don't know if it's completely true but they could just eliminate the need for any sort of storage space in their in their you know rental space that they're right. using yeah. which Imagine is even there the, i didn't go there on black friday but you know would have been just lined up around the block with cool looking kids. <laughs> I think like the other one is like that similar is is so much stuff that you can do to like either schedule um, or like pick up stuff at the Apple store. But I I find that it's kind of I, I don't want to say anything bad about it. <laughs> but just like don't those do stores it. are those stores are t- can be terrifying. Like they're from the date the time they open till the time they close, they are packed yeah. full of of people and yeah. you just want the replacement headphones because it's going to take three days for them to like ship them to you and you just need them because you you broke yours and now you you've lost your dongle and you need to have the <laughs> your dongle the, is you need a new dongle for the new phone aren't you I, haven't you tried easy pay uh and i know we're going to be talking about amazon go but yeah. like i i, I actually I, I it's it's a rush because it feels like you're shoplifting but you're not you know, you go in and, and the app detects that you're in the store because you're on the Wi-Fi and you just scan your product and you walk out mm-hmm. without waiting in line. And it's 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 a real cool experience. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start yeah. walking into stores and taking things. And if I get arrested, I'll be like, I didn't know. I thought I could do it on my phone. Sorry. Easy pay. Easy pay. You don't have that? For our listeners out there, what we're referring to is Amazon Go has been released in uh, for uh, Amazon employees only right now in Seattle. And it's basically a physical store where Amazon employees can go in and take things without, you know, with, they're paying for them, but just uh, they're not. there's no cash registers. They just take things and walk out. Yeah, so you and scan your phone on the way in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's a game changer, yeah. I think. That was, I had not heard of that, actually. And when I watched that video, I, my mind was blown a little bit. That's just like, that's some next level stuff happening right there. I, it seems like the dream that people have been wanting. Like, the video is pretty intense, where, like, the girl's walking around, and, like, she's got a, like, kind of like lunch stuff. And then she's like, should I have the, the cupcake? No, and she puts it back, and like there's like a digital display kind of on the screen yeah. that like removes, and she's like, "No, I will," and then it comes back on, and like you're just like, "That's a dream of all of us." Like, not thinking, just taking. Mm-hmm. Sounds very expensive. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I would be broken a month. Yeah, because you're just like no idea what. Because it yeah, so not removing spending. physical money yeah. from the process yeah. completely. Well, people yeah. save more when they have physical money on them, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got twenty dollars in your hand and you've got twenty dollars in your bank account, mm-hmm. you're going to spend the twenty dollars in your bank account a lot faster I, than the twenty dollars in I, hand. I think the smart play would be to have like just carry around Monopoly money to represent <laughs> your actual finances, so you can help keep track. Well, yeah. It's not or, not, not or so we different. Just start carrying around real money. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not so different from you know I thought about. Uh, tying my uh, smartphone to the desk so I wouldn't lose it. It's one of these ironic yeah, uh, yeah. twists of fate. I mean, it, it does push the boundary to get us to that like complete 
cashless like society, which mm-hmm. like I'd never really thought about like that in depth until a couple weeks ago being in India where they demonetized the currency and there was bank lineups and bank yeah. machines didn't work and the cash was useless and you literally could be walking down and couldn't buy a single thing. You could get Uber, you could use your credit card, but there was no way to easily get cash money and then buy an apple or a bo- bottle of water without mm-hmm. like a huge schmozzle of of like pooling your few rupees with other people to like get that going. I, You know what? Another thing, I, I almost hate to bring it up because I don't think anyone has an answer for it, but I couldn't help thinking where are these jobs going to be then? Do you know what I mean? It's one more industry that's just like completely um, that doesn't need to be staffed by humans in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a completely autonomous store. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Programming the bots. <laughs> what about the ones that would have been cashiers what are they going to do great question <laughs> I mean it's already starting too with like um, self checkouts as well that's a yeah but nobody uses those that's yeah. true I hate those things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only good. time I want to talk to a human in a store yeah. that's a good, good point like the, the midway term of like there is a live person and there is you can do it yourself yeah the hesitation is just like why would i want to scan things myself yeah. it's not fun yeah but, like but you should get a discount yeah like you should get like 10 percent off yeah. and 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 they'd be like thanks for saving us three staff members yeah. then i would get it mm-hmm. and, and because it is so confusing they do hire people to help you through the yeah. process <laughs> and to your point nick i kind of feel like your job is to teach people how to use these machines so you don't need to have a job anymore and yeah, that, yeah exactly yeah a lot of irony in today's show. Yeah, <laughs> I, like the I, I hate to be the you know the doomsayer again. That's that's, that's why I'm here. That's your role on the the, the delicate <laughs> ecosystem of the version control podcast. I just, love the consistency. Yeah. I'm going to be worrying about that question. Where are those people going to work? <laughs> Where? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I think that's that's a great question to, to figure out. Like, what happens when we eliminate? eliminate those things and everyone works for Amazon. I don't know. I kind of think it might be freeing and then not to take anything away from people that are working in the retail space right now. But when you're growing up or you're like, man, can't wait till I'm a grown up and I'm selling people groceries or like working in a mall selling shoes. Like maybe it's a freeing experience. Maybe they'll go on and become incredible travel bloggers. <laughs> maybe. So there's a <laughs> robot that travel fashion. Yeah. Takes that job. <laughs> A fashion YouTube blogger exactly. will like explode with people <laughs> freed to do this. Yeah. yeah. It's weird though because like just just to take us like one step full circle back and then we'll get into some digital pics. But uh, if you go to Eaton Center like on a Saturday, it is madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like not choice. even Black Friday, Thanksgiving week. It Saturday. is a regular Saturday is pure madness it's a human hive yeah so like there is surely no shortage of people wanting to go to to physical places to you know maybe not do the hangout thing but they're like groups of people still doing what we did 20 years ago 30 years ago well i think that's because of population density though what i just read is that um brick and mortar stores aren't really or malls specifically aren't really declining uh, in terms of business in urban centers, but more rural centers where they don't have the hottest deals and the hottest items, those are the ones that are seeing a real decline. Decline, yeah. Why would you, you know, go to the uh, mall in 
whatever small little town that doesn't that has last year's stuff when you just find whatever the newest hottest thing is on Amazon. The Eaton Center has all the newest hottest stuff, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the newest, so. the freshest. They also this is the pro tip for retail, um, you know, husbands and boyfriends who have to go to the mall. <laughs> the bar at Nordstrom's. Oh, at they have Center. a bar. They have a bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, spent yeah. many a Saturday afternoon sitting at that bar. I did bar. not know that was a thing. <laughs> Irony of all ironies wow. is you can sit there drinking a beer at Nordstrom's, waiting for uh, your significant other to come in. And be ordering stuff off of Amazon. Amazing. That's the IKEA model. Yeah. How many times I've been at IKEA having a Heineken and meatballs? (laughs) Hot dog. You gotta get those hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Fifty cent hot dogs at IKEA. Yeah. (laughs) Which brings us to digital pics. Great transition. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll start mine off because it's uh, pretty relevant to what we were just talking about. Um, Do you guys use Google Maps or Apple Maps? Google Maps. Okay, good. Because Google just they just introduced. (laughs) That was awkward. Um, they just introduced a live uh, feed on um, on your maps of telling you like how busy a store is like right then and there, oh, like like people traffic. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. So if you're thinking about going to the Apple Store <laughs> and you check it and it says it's very busy right now, do not go there. I assume that's crowdsourced that they. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like ways. You can you yeah. can, you yeah. can like press a button in the map and say if it's busy or like yeah. you can weigh in. Right? Yeah, and like yeah. yeah, when you look it up, it says hey it's busy, and then it says. Is it still busy? And you hit yes or no. What if, um, you, what if there's just like a, a crowd of bots just saying, no, it's not busy? <laughs> They're going to hire Apple employees to just keep yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, not busy. Not yeah. Totally clear here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think uh, the Apple Store, I think, is a bad example, though, because I'm just going to avoid that at all. Yeah, it's always anyway. Busy, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get like that's that's really cool, especially just because like people traffic for me is like instant anxiety. Yeah, my stress levels go through the roof. Yeah, that's. I don't understand how anyone enjoys them all, frankly, just because of that. But apparently people do. You're among friends. Yeah. This <laughs> is <laughs> a podcast and support group for people who don't want to go to the mall. They just want to be at home watching Netflix, binging, and ordering things off Amazon. I know that everybody here is on Facebook, and uh, and a few years ago, Facebook kind of had this thing called Facebook Marketplace, which didn't really work out, where people could buy things on Facebook. Um and sort of the, the model for shopping on, uh, through social networks hasn't completely been cracked in North America. But what's actually happened in places like Thailand, retailers are actually using Facebook Messenger as a haggling tool, which I think is really, really interesting. Because if you kind of look at the way that um, different cultures are in terms of how their retail experiences are, um, going to buy something in Thailand is very different than going to buy something at the Eaton Center. I can't walk into the Apple store and say, I'm going to give you four bucks for that computer. Whereas you can walk down the street in Thailand and say, you know, give me a deal on this on this shirt. And it's perfectly acceptable. So what Facebook has done, which I think is really interesting, is they've, they've connected, they've made that connection from a cultural standpoint. And they're now encouraging retailers and consumers in Thailand to haggle over Messenger. Which is it's kind of cool. So yeah. now you 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 can you don't even have to leave your house to haggle. Digital haggle haggling. I love haggling. Actually, <laughs> most most of my purchases, my online purchases, I guess you could call them as well, is in the sort of digital black market on Craigslist <laughs> oh and Kijiji. Like Silk, <laughs> Silk Road kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't need to mess with Amazon when I can get everything that uh, used that's just as good on Craigslist, and I can haggle. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. The digital bazaar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so I, uh, you know, we we were sharing the link of uh, how Domino's is talking about drone delivery, and that that got me thinking. Great idea, except you know, at those higher altitudes, your pizza is gonna cool off really quickly. <laughs> so I, my digital pick is Zoom Pizza. Uh, one, they've got robots making the pizza, so it's perfect distribution of cheese and tomato sauce and meats if you're getting pepperoni. But the thing that I really like about it is they uh, have a van that will uh, determine how far away they they are and will start cooking the pizza approximately four minutes away. And uh, yeah, at a a couple... In the truck. In the truck, yeah. So so it's ready when they pull up to your place. Where is this magical pizza So right now it's in Silicon Valley. (laughs) I I had uh, (laughs) a a couple of uh, my uh, Airbnb guests from the, uh, the valley were the ones who told me about it, and uh, you know they were just saying how so many engineers there are crazy about it, and you can you can see why. Yeah, yeah. So that's my pick. I like it. That's a great pick. I thought I thought you were gonna snake my like my mini pick before my real pick, <laughs> only to say your builder pick because you were talking about Domino's pizza delivery, which is like pound for pound best garbage pizza in the world. <laughs> uh, but they were experimenting in South Korea to do reindeer-delivered pizza during the winter (laughs) because, like, the cars couldn't get places, so they were testing out, um, like, reindeer delivery, like the the heated thing on the back of the reindeer. Totally. That was my mini pick. But the real one is, like, we didn't talk about um, VR um, in the kind of retail space. Mm -hmm. And so when we were prepping for this, I thought um, they've been advertising like crazy in Canada. It's like you can now order from them, but it's um, wayfair.ca. which is um, uh, uh, like an Amazon for, for housewares, like you can order tables, chairs, and all that sort of stuff. They, they have a VR app that, that basically you can like use the store and then like with augmented reality, see your room and then drop your stuff, in, drop their stuff into it to see if it'll fit and balance your room and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think like those are other digital ways to like augment whether you're in store or at home will this couch fit? Will this desk fit in my space? And you'll be able to, like, know right away. Yeah. Like, it'll be able to say, like, no, you should try and Measuring this. is a thing of the past. Pretty, yeah, which pretty is handy. Like yeah. Super handy. So I think that's that's mine. But that's cool. Nice. So mine is, uh, are you guys familiar with Signals Day? You ever heard of that? No. I wasn't either. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it is big in China, apparently, and uh, no one really knows how it started, but it's where people who are single young people who are single go and celebrate being single. So somehow, uh, you know, no, it's just like in general, they throw parties and somehow retailers have jumped on board and it's kind of made it a black Friday, cyber Monday esque sort of day. Uh, it's November 11th. And on that day this year, Alibaba, which is like Chinese Amazon, uh, posted a record 120.7 billion yuan, which is 17.73 billion dollars U.S. worth of sales on that on Singles Day, yeah. which is a billion dollars in less than five minutes, apparently. What are what are Singles buying from Alibaba? Yeah. Apparently, uh, mo- the majority of the purchases were under 27 dollars U.S. Wow. Okay, so it's just like just just picking stuff up. Yeah, f- just uh. Lightning fast, small purchases. I mean, 
That's a lot of money in five minutes. A billion dollars. When, when did Singles Day start? Because that actually seems like like one of the greatest fabricated holidays it's like ever. S- sponsored by Trojan or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the beginnings, according to Wikipedia, are slightly, uh, well, that's, you know. That's our paragon of. Like, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. The, <laughs> and we can fact check it a little more, but the beginnings are a little bit nebulous. They're sort of like mid-90s, no one really knows. Hmm. Started in a dorm in Beijing. I'm there honestly, to Scott's point, I'm really surprised it's not. Uh, caught on in North America. Yeah, yeah, maybe next year. Sounds inevitable to me. It just yeah. would have to be in a, like a month. Like re- Retailers could probably manufacture something every month. I don't know. Like to Tommy, make a, yeah, like a buying... Year. Tommy Hilfiger's going to make it February 13th, and like that'll be singles day. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And you'd stock up on stuff for the 14th. Yeah, We Smart. could talk forever about the cultural implications of even having a singles day. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, a great uh, way to like just leave it out into the ether and, and wrap up this edition. We'll circle back to that one. I really want to talk in depth <laughs> with you guys about it. I like it. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Um, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao.